0: Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm your fifth grade paddleball champ boy, Steve Van Alk. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest photo in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Steven. Dustin. Was that like a new little uh, intro? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just super excited to be here with you tonight. I'm pleased as punch. What? I'm pleased as punch. Okay. You could bowl me over. I'm just full of happiness. I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. Lots of weird energy out in the world tonight, and I'm combating that right here on the podcast. That's that's all we can ask for, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, I mean, negative vibes are everywhere, trying to pull us down. I'm bringing all those positive vibes. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you back up, Dustin. You're a handsome son of a gun. Did you know that?
1: Well, thanks. I just got the same compliment from my good friend, India Earl. (laughs) There's that weird weird energy I was talking about. (laughs) She was just telling me how good looking I
0: was. That's so weird that you brought that up. Did she say that maybe that she hadn't actually ever looked at you, but that um, she thought she might someday, or that maybe she had looked at you, but you consistently didn't look good? (laughs) I believe
1: I believe the the turn of phrase she used was, she hadn't had the time, nor the energy, or the enthusiasm to look at me, but other people had recommended she look at me, Mm -hmm. but at at pictures she had seen of me, she assumed she wouldn't like
0: me. (laughs) We're just having a little fun. If you came here because of India Earl recommending us on her blog post... Thank you so much for stopping by. We've actually seen an insane amount of web traffic from that. And it's only been like two days. So that's really cool. Thank you so much, India, for that. And um, even if your recommendation for the four podcasts is us, the Boca podcast, Gold Digger with Jenna Kutcher, and the epic podcast that she recommended, she said uh, she hated them all. She hadn't consistently (laughs) found, found a podcast about photography that she consistently liked. And she also hadn't gotten around to listening to all the recommendations that people gave her on Instagram. Two separate thoughts, not connected. And then she said, but here are some things people recommended. Which means, which doesn't necessarily mean that she hasn't listened to our podcast. It puts us in the category of being either she hasn't listened to us or she has listened to us and she didn't consistently like us. And that's why she had to add the note abovehand saying, she hasn't found one she consistently likes yet. We don't know. It could have been one of the but, other podcasts, too. But, Stephen, we don't know. what I like to think, what
1: my takeaway from this is, at least she inconsistently likes us, perhaps, by chance, sometimes,
0: maybe. I think most people inconsistently like us. And, Dustin, speaking of people inconsistently liking you, what's this great <laughs> news that I, I heard about somebody took your email that you made the mistake of putting online and signed you up to be on a Republican emailing list slash NRA emailing list. Well, I just, I, I want to kinda... know, I want to know which one of our listeners did that. Cause I, I assume it was one of our listeners and I would just, I just want to go ahead and say to that listener, my hat's off to you. So I assume this hasn't also happened to you, Stephen.
1: It has not. <laughs> Well, whoever did it, it has, to me. it's just going
0: straight to my spam folder and I don't even see it. But oh, you apparently are just Google, getting- My Google filters must be like,
1: oh, man, he must want this. Oh, Dustin is so horny for those NRA emails. Well, the, the emails are hilarious. So I find myself opening them. Which is why I probably get more and more of them.
0: Mm, That's when the spam filter's not filtering them
1: out. (laughs) Like, this dude really loves these. Well, the way they word them, they're like, shipping information for your mug. And I'm like, shipping information for my mug? What did Corinne order now? I click it and it's like,
0: wow, Dustin, no, no, roll that one back roll that one back you just threw your wife under the bus like oh she just spends all this money she's always buying stuff i can't even keep up with her yes yes this is is all Twice about that man come on it's all true very very true dr corinne mckibben deserves better than this i know
1: that's why we do this podcast so someday i can afford the nicer things for speaking of
0: affording the nicer things for dustin let's move into follow-up You actually have some real follow-up this time about the Purple Mattress, unlike last time where you just wanted to mention it and then say you didn't have it yet. (laughs) So, after a
1: long wait, I mean, gosh, it's been, what, probably two months since we talked about this, steven I have finally laid myself to sleep on a Purple Mattress, and I can say it here first, guys. Um, Purple,
0: if you want to sponsor us, I love me your mattress doesn't they haven't sponsored us yet so i'm gonna need you to take that one back walk that back could you maybe say that you haven't found a mattress that you consistently like yet (laughs) after a long day shooting a wedding
1: i like nothing more to come home to a nice comfy mattress that you don't consistently like (laughs) but inconsistently i do like it (laughs) just depends if i have a 1 year old kicking me in the face or not <laughs>
0: that's why you got to get a you got to get the the dual beds you know well that's why we got the california king Mmm, nice thought
1: that was so for the could, dogs so the dogs can sleep
0: on the end how do you do that i would love to get a dog but we just cannot do a dog with being gone every single weekend it is so hard for us to find people to watch our children while we're gone cuz we don't we don't live in a city with any of our family members anymore and we also don't have uh, I think you just answered your question right we there. don't we don't have f- friends I believe they're called, we don't have friends all of our friends mm-hmm. live in uh like Fort Wayne Elkhart That's it. South Bend nope. you can just Plymouth, stop at the first one <laughs> uh downtown Indianapolis not downtown but still Indianapolis Broad Ripple <laughs> which is part of Indianapolis somehow though you ended up in Noble Tucky I
1: mean Noblesville
0: yeah no but so how how is it is it just family
1: who watches your dogs for you so since we have two beautiful children um and they required being watched on wedding days uh, it's just a package deal with the uh diggity dogs on uh wedding days as
0: well the diggity dogs the diggity dogs Man, I just I don't I don't think I could swing that. I don't know if it'd fly. Plus there's the whole thing where like Nora's super scared of dogs. My Nora, Nora my daughter, for any new listeners out there. She is three years old and she is terrified of well, all dogs. She used to like them when she was real little. Now? Not it's so much.
1: very different when they grow up with them though. Because like my kids are so desensitized to dogs because they grew up with ours mm-hmm. that they could, it's like you go over to someone's house and they could care less about other people's dogs because we have dogs.
0: Yeah. That's
1: how I was as a kid. People who don't have dogs, you go over to people's houses and they're like, oh, dogs, I want to pet them, play with them. My kids are like, oh, a dog.
0: Mm-hmm. See, my parents got our first dog, little little Samson, like a month or two before I was born. Little and, Sammy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was like a month old when they got him. So Samson and I uh, were born the same year. Mm. I've outlived him. I know it's surprising. I outlived <laughs> the dog, though. Both had the same drinking habits, but
1: somehow uh, you won wanna...
0: no. out. <laughs> well, I was too young to drink, but in dog years, Samson was old enough, so I just gave him all my whiskey. Grown up, there you go. I kept the beer, though. That's good there stuff. Go. Uh, that Dustin, yep. speaking of speaking of drinking habits, what are you drinking tonight, bud? What you got in that new
1: house of yours now that you made that move? Unfortunately, I am not drinking any uh, beer this evening because we are recording very late, and I have to take my children to school in the morning. But I was drinking a whiskey sour
0: earlier. Mmm, very nice. Yeah. What do you What do you got in that little can of yours? Well, Dustin, earlier I was drinking uh, bourbon and coke. <laughs> If, if we're just talking about other stuff we've drank today, um, before that I was drinking just a Coke. It wasn't until my kids got real crazy that I was like, I need to throw some bourbon in this cup Before
1: that, I was just drinking just
0: bourbon. <laughs> but now, Dustin, I've moved on from the bourbon and Coke, and I'm on that Upland Brewing Company's Side Trail IPA series, drinking the good old Imperial India Pale Ale Coast Buster. That's right. It almost sounds like Ghostbuster, but no, it's just Ghostbuster. And Dustin, wouldn't you know, Upland Brewing Company? That means that this is a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Alk. And let me tell you, Dustin, it is a great Indiana beer. Really loving this one. But I, I will also say this. This beer is perfect on its own, and it doesn't need anything added to it. I consistently like this beer. But... When you take a sip of this beer, it is also kind of like as good as it is on its own. bet if I added a little Elijah Craig bourbon to it, it would be even better. You know, gotta get that Boilermaker going. You know what I'm talking about. No, no, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, let, let me wind it back. Hi, I'm Steve, fifth grade paddleball champ. I don't drink alcohol. Do there we wanna you take that energy through the rest of this one? Sure. long as you hike up your shorts and
1: put a you know a tank top on and a headband that's you gotta put the afro up and give me that full fifth grade steve vibe moving on into
0: topics (laughs) (laughs) dustin i want to tell you about a local indiana man a local indiana man straight from indianapolis himself i wouldn't call him a legend Yet. there is well, he might become a legend after people see this there is a wedding photographer in the Indianapolis area that Jen and I know he is he's older he's a, he's, a, he's, a, hes a little bit older mm-hmm. and he has been telling Jen and I like over the past yeah. two or three years every time we see him that he's writing a book the about best book. marriage yes the best kind of book a book about marriage book you can consistently like and that you can use to make sure you consistently like your spouse, as one should know and read. And he he just published this book like a week or two ago, Dustin. I was wondering, has it hit the bestseller list yet? I <laughs> I freaking hope so, <laughs> Dustin. This book it has this one local customer review. Indiana so far, <laughs> photographer wrote, "Is called Orgasms of the Heart." We're going to drop it. we're going to drop a link for this book. Do you want to read that one customer review cuz it
1: is fantastic. Uh, it's titled Great Marriage Resource. Don't let the title scare you away. <laughs> Marty writes a marriage resource from the man's point of view, really helping men understand how important it is to love your wife for way more than physical. He gives great insight to how some men think and how to improve relationships starting from within. This is a quick read, but one that will resonate with you as long as time and can (sighs) definitely make the difference in a wedding and a marriage. Love this. Bellowisms. Do I find this review helpful?
0: No. No. (laughs) Negative. The cover of the book is like a... It's like the heart monitor thing. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But it looks like clip art from the 90s.
1: If you guys know this guy, you should have helped him with the cover design, cover art. He's a photographer
0: who's been working in the Indianapolis area for like 30, 40 years. So... Hats off to him for staying in the wedding photography business for that long. But he's oh, out now, man. He's got a my book. gosh. Orgasms of the heart. I told Jim we were definitely going to talk about this on the podcast because it is the most ridiculous thing I'd seen in a long time. And we will include, include links in the show notes for anybody who wants to buy this masterpiece. <laughs> but have you, have you bought it yet? Gosh, no. I've just been staring at the cover. <laughs> should we do a giveaway for this oh my gosh yes hey uh we're at 197 uh people in our group (laughs) if you guys get us up to 200 we will give this book away to someone at random yeah just make a spreadsheet with all your names and put that in some like random name picker thing on the internet and just send whoever gets that as long as they live in the united states of america a or wherever amazon ships (laughs) I think it might just be a Kindle edition. So we might not have to worry no, no, about they that. they have a they have a
1: paperback. Oh, they have a
0: paperback. Yes. So good. So good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on doesn't So you brought to my attention a F stoppers article um that a photographer wrote about the fact that she does not like the concept of wedding photography portfolios. mm mm-hmm. Mhm steven how do you feel about this give me a hot take
0: i hate everything about this (laughs) this uh this was on twitter like uh earlier last week and a lot of people were sharing it a lot of people were talking about it It and a lot of shares just like it had a lot of retweets i just people seemed very upset and then i clicked through to read it because i was like well it can't be that bad right and it's just clickbait like The person who wrote it is really just saying like you need to send your clients a full like gallery of a wedding so they know what they're getting into. But yeah, I'm just so sick of people writing these weird clickbaity things. Like I don't like the concept. I don't consistently like the concept of (laughs) wedding photography. But I inconsistently (laughs) like it. Inconsistently I like a lot of things. I don't
1: consistently like milkshakes, but inconsistently I drink them.
0: It's that inconsistent rhythm that really gets you off. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. It's
1: more like my stomach and the bathroom. You
0: inconsistently like (laughs) your stomach taking you to the bathroom? I don't
1: understand. It's more like a risk I'm inconsistently
0: willing to take. (laughs) So doesn't basically she walks through that? She doesn't think photographer. She doesn't think clients should be choosing photographers based on like hero images. And she doesn't really know that marketing using hero images is the best thing for photographers to do. She thinks they should market using a full gallery. And all I can Mm. think is, we can't post full galleries to Instagram and we're not gonna post them to our blogs or to Facebook. Like, if you're marketing yourself, why in the world would you ever not use your best photos? I get like if a bride or a groom asked to see a full gallery, yeah, of course you send that to them so they can see all your good, good work through the whole day and know that you are consistently good, not inconsistently good, and that, you know, you can deliver. So they need to know that. But I don't get why you would say, try to make like an argument for like, the whole thing comes out. Of it, it kind of just sounds like this photographer is upset that... Other photographers have really good hero images and are bringing in clients. And this photographer doesn't think that they're good enough to shoot weddings. And it's just, it just seems kind of petty to me and clickbaity and gross. So I thought I'd talk about it and include a link in our show notes so everybody could click through. Oh, CC, see, see, this I, could be a huge success for the F Stoppers. <laughs> and they'll keep putting out more content
1: like this. You got me, F Stop. Who wrote this? Annette? Annette wrote this? Annette Lucina. Annette Lucina. See, I agree with this, but I would take it even a step farther. Instead of featuring hero images, uh, what we do with our business is we actually feature in our social media and our website the worst images. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way when brides come to us, you know, they we tell them in our consults, you know, the stuff you've seen online, that's actually our worst stuff. We don't even want to show you our best stuff. We want that to be, you know, a special sacred honor reserved only to you when you get your USB drive. So we don't, we don't even share those online. Those are not even, you know, could blind
0: you. They're so good. Jen and I have taken to a new process where instead of doing a blog post with our highlights from a wedding day, we just put all the raw images onto our blog. (laughs) Yeah, we just we think it's really taken off. Uh, we want people to see all the mistakes. Well, that's that's kind of going down the trend of organic,
1: right? We're like raw,
0: organic,
1: mm-hmm. unfiltered, yeah.
0: vegan. We're also changing the name of our company from Jennifer Venno Photography to Whole Foods Photography. Whole Foods, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty certain I think legally that's
1: a good move for us. For sure. For sure. If you could just send me your leads list before you make that branding switch, that would be great.
0: Yeah, I'll do that. Um, It's a non-GMO leads list. It's going to be great. (laughs) We
1: have very niche clients. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dustin. oh Steven,
0: that energy you had at the beginning, man. It's really just... Dustin, I wanted to talk to you about another thing. I saw in a Facebook group... It was actually a wedding videography Facebook group. And Stop. Scott from this Facebook group wrote, anyone ever get a bad review from a potential bride from not even booking them? What <laughs> the
1: fuck? So based on the accent, where's Scott from before you go on any
0: further? Oh, I have no idea. I did not look that up at all. From but no, where's Hick- fi- Hickerton. Where's fictional Scott from? Where's Hickerton? Um, he's from Hickoryville's Landing. Oh, the old Landing. Yeah. Down by that river. Yeah, uh, it's actually in uh, Western Illinois, Hickoryville Landing. It's on the on the Mississippi. On this, on the southern tip yeah. of the western part. Yeah. Got it. On the Mississippi,
1: where the where the river rounds. Yeah. Okay. I love
0: visiting where the river rounds. Mm-hmm. It's when it gets real wide, and the water flows real fast and yeah. wild yeah sharks can make it all the way up there uh Dustin. so scott then includes the review that the person left for him and uh this is what he says the review or this is what the review says scott messaged me on instagram about the packages they offer he explained packages start at 3000 which i then stated was above our budget which is about 1500 to 2k i understand that maybe on the lower end but that's what we are trying to stick with. He continued to tell me that the price range we are looking for is way too low. So I stopped answering. He then continued to message me until I responded with, no thank you. He then replied, since I see you're working with a low budget, I will, incru- include, I will include the raw footage for the highlight film as well. I'd honestly rather put food on the table for my family rather than not book your wedding. Emoji of the 100 with two lines underneath it, and then emoji of the heart. But that wasn't the end of Scott's messaging. He then decided to continue to message me and tell me that I might as well book some college student who has no idea what they're doing and who is hungry for money, and that we don't understand the work and effort that goes into being a videographer. He was 100% unprofessional to talk to a potential client the way he spoke to me. So, Dustin Scott thinks it's so weird that somebody would leave him a review without having used his services. Mm-hmm. Do you, now that you've read the review, think that's weird? And for the record, the person who wrote the review included, you know, she, she kept the receipts. She put up screenshots from the Instagram messages. Clearly, everything she said, he said, he actually said. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what, what is your take on this? I wanted to bring this one before the great Dustin McKibben, master of photography in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Not like me, fifth grade paddleball champ, Steve Van Elk. Not the paddleball boy. I need a good paddling every once in a while. <laughs> I like to get a good paddling. Kind of, kind of like Scott. Scott needs a good paddling. Mm-hmm. But not a consistent paddling. Like, it needs to be inconsistent. Like, you need to be kept guessing.
1: So I, I feel like Scott might be in the right on this one. I he was he really cared about these clients and he was he was pursuing them with vigilance and vigor. He just did not want to see them go down the path of the dark and he wanted them to stay in the path of the light, Stephen and he just he saw
0: these lost sheep. appreciate brother Scott. I mean Dustin. <laughs> Who am I talking to right now? I can't <laughs> tell the difference. Re- Dustin, did you write this? <laughs> did you
1: write this message under a fake name? Regardless, Stephen, of h- of how m- much money they had, he wanted to try and make it work. And when <clears throat> they neglected him, when they strayed from him, and they strayed from the path. He still continued to reach out, try to bridge that gap, until it was just they were too far gone. Stephen. He then recommended other parishioners of the video world that might be able to help them such as students of the arts. And they seem to take an offense to the good work of
0: father Scott. Mm -hmm. They denied his good word, not once, not twice, but nigh three times. Did they thus deny him (laughs) at least? Mm -hmm. And, And good brother Scott had to turn, turn his back on them, wipe the dust off his sandals and walk out of town. And burn their venue to the ground. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Whoa, That's the book of Stephen, not the the book of God. I mean, Scott.
1: The old book of Scott. (laughs) Coming to CBS this fall. Yeah, I think, needless to say, uh, Scott might be a little
0: too hungry for business. Was he hungry for business, though? It kind of just sounded like he was pissed off and he wanted to inform this person that they were in the wrong and uh, sounded like he was maybe a little upset with things in the industry and he was uh, blaming clients like this client or potential clients like this potential client and instead of just walking away from this he really pushed
1: it I mean yes I know there are a ton of videographers like myself who get upset uh, when videographers are charging less than what they might be worth But unfortunately, there's just not really anything you can do from a client standpoint other than try to differentiate yourself or go after clients that can afford you. Um, Or if you really want, find who this this competition is really, you're losing weddings to and... Educate them on why they maybe should be charging more.
0: But that's only if you really, really, really want to zig a zigzag. Zig a zigzag. Oh, is that it? Dang. Yeah. So, Rusty and my Spice Girls. More of a zigzag. Zig in in So, in, in good brother Scott's defense, good brother Scott, come on down. I went to the Facebook group. I read the messages.
1: I illuminated
0: the Facebook Basically, it seemed like when he first posted the thing, he was looking for sympathy from other videographers in the group. And basically, every single videographer... Instead, the Facebook group baptized Brother Scott in insults. <laughs> <laughs> baptized in a wave of insults and people telling him he was bad at running his business. And uh, Scott was actually super receptive to what everybody said. And said that maybe he needs to rethink what he's doing and that everybody's given him a lot to think about and like didn't try to fight it when people started telling him what he did was maybe not the best. And so, uh, you know, I think a lot of time in this life we make comments or say things and we think we're in the right and everybody else points out we're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. And my initial reaction to that is to buck against that and just be like, no, you're in the wrong. Everybody consistently likes me. I'm consistently likable. Mm. (laughs) If only that was true. (laughs) I'm inconsistently (laughs) likable. Inconsistently likable. So Ask India. (laughs) So, yeah. I I actually, I I walked away from that Facebook group experience, you know, when I first read it at the top and started going through like the, uh, the review and everything, I just thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. People are going to be like, I can't believe this would happen, but nobody said that. And, uh. He was super receptive to what everybody was saying. and I was like, wow, this, this, is, this is what the future could... This is what a Facebook group could be if we were all more enlightened, better people. Brother Scott. Brother Scott, teach us. Teach us.
1: Brother teach us Scott. Come forward. Let us baptize you in insults. We are
0: the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. All right, Dustin, you wanted this one so bad. Yeah. Buckle the... F- Fuck up. Oh, my God.
1: Here we go. Fuckle the buck up. Oh, my gracious. Oh, oh good golly.
0: Oh, good golly, Molly. Here we go. Fuckle the buck up. From a Facebook business page, here is the weirdest post I think I've seen in a long time. Here it goes, Dustin. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to... We're not going to include a link to this one because I don't think this deserves any more eyes on it. What you, Dustin... Steven, everybody, are about to read, or in this case, listen to? Well, it may break your heart too. Maybe you can relate? I received news that one of my couples I had photographed was no longer together. My heart was breaking for their relationship. I enjoyed every moment adventuring with them, and love when I can photograph love is my thing, y'all. My heart was also breaking with the thought of, Would I be able to share this time that everything was okay and nothing could separate the two? We all know those feelings. It's hard to see and feel them. It really is. I knew, though, that something I always wish I would have done during a breakup was writing a letter to the one who broke my heart. And to the heart I broke, I asked if they could both write a letter to one another. Just let it all out. So, here it goes. This post was agreed to be shared by the couple. No need for negative comments, y'all. Just real life. And they were willing to share their story through the post. It's hard to read, tough as you may call it. But this is something that many would not speak about, even though this happens in our society more often than we want. These two were able to speak what they felt communication is hard, but I'm proud of what they wrote to one another to help cope with whatever happens in the future. And here's the huge caveat of this whole thing. And the reason I dislike it so much is because at the very end of that, what she should have wrote is, I'm so proud of what they wrote to one another to help cope with whatever happens in the future and to help me go viral on Facebook and bring in all this marketing. Because the one thing we really need with All of our breakups is to have our past wedding photographer put themselves into the middle of the situation and convince both of us to write each other uh, letters about love and why you know how we were feeling post uh, breakup. What the f is going on with this, Dustin? What the f? This is like the weirdest thing I've ever read. There is no part of it. Like she tries to pitch it like this is for mental health, y'all. And this is, this is something we all need. But it's like, then why would you say earlier in your post that like you were disappointed you couldn't share the photos and stuff like this sounds more like, oh, man, I put this hard work in and now I'm not going to get anything out of it unless unless I get this couple to try letters to each other. Unless I I parent-trap these bitches. She did not parent-trap those bitches. So, Dustin, what is your thought on the idea of a wedding photographer inserting themselves into the middle of a breakup? And Dustin, and listeners who are new, just so you know, Dustin sent a cinnamon roll into a past couple of his and totally broke them up. They got a divorce. It's all his fault. So Dustin has already inserted himself into a marriage to break it up by sending a cinnamon roll ornament present for Christmas. So mm-hmm. how does Dustin feel about inserting himself in the middle of a relationship? What are the boundaries for us as wedding photographers? Where, where does that boundary
1: lie? Where does, uh, where does that line get drawn, Stephen? Between
0: photographer, friend, moral compass guide, giver... Uh, well, you know, let's just be honest here. I think if the relationship was friends, then it wouldn't have been, I received news that one of my couples I had photographed was no longer together. It would have been my friend told me that she was, or he was getting a divorce. Like mm-hmm. this, sure. this is not a real friendship. This is a business well, agreement. As I've told
1: you in uh, an earlier episode I photographed a wedding once down in Mexico, and the wedding was called off the same day that the wedding happened.
0: Yes, we all know the story. Yeah, and
1: the photographer that was uh, shooting with me actually sat poolside with the groom and like tried to console him because all of his friends were busy getting drunk at the open bar. As I sat. With, like, popcorn watching him as he threw
0: his ring into the pool. What? You went and popped a bag of popcorn and came down to watch his misery? You are a monster. (laughs) Corona and a bag of popcorn sitting poolside. With a little Tapachio hot sauce in it? Because I've heard that's a
1: good thing. I have to preface. I was actually shooting video and trying to drag a think tank roll bag through the beach sand in Mexico with a tripod and a slider by yourself. I was tired, Steven. I did not have the mental fortitude to try and save this marriage after I just
0: filmed these assholes looking like they loved each other all day long. I did not have the mental fortitude to try to go back to the room and go to sleep. I had to go back to the room, pop popcorn, and come down to watch the misery. I needed to wait for footage to back up. (laughs) (laughs) We could save this wedding video, not the marriage. We could save this wedding video. It's still coming out. Exactly. That's nice that Jason Jason uh consoled the groom, but it's a little bit different when you're at when it happens at the wedding on, yeah. on the day of than mm-hmm. like I found out later through somebody else. Yeah. No, I mean for me it's not about necessarily keeping them together.
1: It's just about staying in good graces with them so that when they get married the next time you know, think about that guy who's there with the shoulder to cry on. So that, um, you know, double dip. You're going to marry the groom?
0: Turn one wedding into two more. But then you're I mean? paying for the wedding if you marry the groom. And you also have to get divorced then too. No, no. Steve, you, you would be the photographer. Steven, you would be the photographer. Okay. Walk me through the situation. You're okay. there. The groom yes. and the bride get divorced on Got the it. day. Mm-hmm. You... Our big teddy bear there for the grill. The biggest. Mm -hmm. The biggest. He's crying into you. He's feeling that love. He's all wrapped up. The bride's Mm -hmm. gone. How are you double dipping then? So you
1: tuck him into bed and Mm -hmm. then you go find that bride. You let her cry on that shoulder. Then you tuck her into bed. And then while they're sleeping, you write up a nice little contract saying that if this wedding does not work out in whatever event that may be. You have to hire me for your next wedding. You agree
0: to use Stephen Van Elk or... No, Stephen. No, 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 no. Don't put this on me. Don't don't put your dark black magic on me. Uh, Then you sign that shit. You you agree to have... Blood fingerprint. (laughs) You're going to do this to me, aren't you? (laughs) One day, a bride and a groom are going to wake up totally divorced and they're going to have copies of contracts next to them with their fingerprint (laughs) and their blood saying that they will hire Stephen Van Elk, someone they don't even know to capture their next <laughs> wedding. Be like, this is so weird. I wonder who did this. Well, it couldn't be Dustin. He was my <laughs> photographer and he would never pimp me out to the competition. Correct. I guess Stephen Van Elk must have come here and now I'm going to have to sue him. Gosh, Dustin, God, why how are you doing could, this can, to me? How could you sue someone, Stephen, that just simply
1: stated in a contract that he wants to help capture the greatest days of your lives to come? Forever. In perpetuity. You know? You're just
0: looking out for them, Steve. If you are a wedding photographer, would would you you be willing to share a copy of that contract? running a business. Hopefully. And unless you're actually friends with these people in real life, don't insert yourself into the middle of their breakup. It's so weird. However, I will say
1: in whatever weird reality we live in, or mental state as wedding photographers we have to think and be when I see a couple get divorced or separated that I photographed somehow I always feel tangentially responsible I'm
0: like man if I just done a little better job on those wedding photos ah man but do you feel tangentially responsible for every time one of your couples has like a kid or buys a house or you know, mm-hmm. I do. Their spouse dies and they remarry One, someone else. 100%. You feel tangentially responsible if their spouse dies and then they marry someone else. Everything,
1: everything that happens in their lives from the time they say I do, I'm partially responsible for
0: mm-hmm. in my mind. Every promotion they get because of those good, good wedding photos. All because of the photos. <laughs>
1: That built up their confidence seeing themselves in those photos. They're like, oh God, I did not feel like I could be a CEO until Dustin made me pose up next to that sweet window light. I look like a boss. Now I kind of want to be a boss. Now I am the boss. What up? What up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I say. That's what I do. That's who I am. Anyways, onward, upward. I think we kind of beat that one to a
0: pulp. Let's do some Q&A. What's
1: but, but Steve?
0: Alicia Simrock from our very own Facebook group says, Late night pondering over here as I have a client mm-hmm. who wants to confirm and sign a contract for a half day wedding. She's thinking five hours will likely be all the coverage they'll need. But she's also wondering about extending the coverage on the day of the wedding if they feel it's necessary. So I'm just wondering, if you're contracted for a set number of hours and you fulfill your duties, but on the day of the event, the bride and groom decide they want a couple more hours of coverage, do you have an extra document you make them sign or just notify them beforehand what your hourly rate is for extended coverage and hope they're honorable and paying it after the wedding? If they've already been drinking throughout the day and into the reception, I would assume that their signature on a document is a void anyways. I may be overthinking this, but what does everyone else do in this situation?
1: Well, Alicia, it's pretty simple. You hold all the leverage in this situation. You have all of their wedding photos. This is something I am constantly trying to do is get my couples to add time at the reception something my wife hates yes for good reason she's, she's looking at her watch about 30 minutes before our time is to be up and she's looking so sweetly forward to leaving not knowing well now she knows because i do it all the time that i'm going to go up to the couple and be like hey you know i think you guys could really use one more hour
0: and um As somebody who's worked with Dustin multiple times, I can also tell you another thing Dustin likes to do is maybe 15, 30 minutes before whatever your time that he's contracted you for is done, he likes to come up to you and be like, hey, you thought about staying for another hour without pay? And you're like, what? You mumbled at the end there. What did you say? He's like, have you thought about staying for an hour without pay? And you're like, what? I still can't hear what you said at the end there. And he's like just stay buddy here sign this real quick don't <laughs> read it with blood yeah the only way to sign <laughs> anything <laughs> sounds like a steve van contract but um did you get the blood from the wrists of your hands where always. jesus had the nails put in
1: <laughs> always okay i keep vials of it just yeah. for you
0: probably is a steve van contract <laughs>
1: But no, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking after your couples, trying to capture their day. And I have couples that'll say, no, I think we're good. I think we have plenty and you pack up and you go. But I have plenty of other couples who the day runs awry and things run behind schedule and our timeline's about to wrap up and they just started open dancing and I'm like, hey, I think you guys could really benefit from another hour or two. Totally willing to stay. Um, I know I said our hourly rates $700 an hour. But, you know, cut that down to $500 just for you guys. And I can either swipe a card from mom or dad or we can, you know, settle up
0: after the wedding. Really no big deal. I don't want anyone to stress about this. Mm, swipe a card from mom and dad. Don't settle up after the wedding. You will need that money and you need it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know how hard it is for them to argue it after you already have their money? It's a lot harder than if you don't have their money and they're like, well, we don't want to pay for that extra hour you stayed. Yeah. But then it's a pretty easy
1: conversation because you're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna
0: give you your wedding photos. Mm, Yeah. But they can always come back with, I'll take all the wedding photos except for the photos from that last hour that I didn't want. That you coerced me into when I was drunk. That's so weird because the metadata
1: from my camera shows that all the wedding photos from the whole day were taken during that hour. <laughs>
0: weird. I don't know how oh, that man, happened. Oh, that's going to fly in court. That's, that's a great idea, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a
1: magician, Steve, or a scientist, but somehow my metadata shows that that last hour, your ceremony happened.
0: So, you know... Alicia, I gotta say, this is a great idea, but Alicia, have you thought, she's contracted you for five hours, have you thought about approaching her an hour and a half before the end of your contracted time and just saying, I think we could wrap this one up in the next 30 minutes. (laughs) Take that five hour day down to a four hour day. No refunds. I think we're done here. And then have another wedding
1: after that one that you need to get to. (laughs) Dustin, this sounds like something you've done. (laughs) (laughs) It ended horribly. Dustin, do share. Oh, no. I just, I had a wedding that booked and it was a morning wedding. And so Mm -hmm. I did it. uh, It was in January. Did it for an extremely discounted rate. And I had a full price wedding come in the door. And I was like, God, this is, you know, full day wedding, normal times, new venue, have to take this. Surely I can find a way to balance both. There was only like a couple hour overlap between the getting ready start of the fir- of the second one and the wrap up of the brunch reception of the other one. So I was like, well, I'll have Corinne and a second shooter wrap up the other one and I'll head off with the second shooter and... Start the you know the next one, and yeah, the (laughs) other bride found or not necessarily found out, but uh, she knew somebody that was at the second wedding, and she just got so offended and upset. She's one of like our very few only like negative reviews, I believe, on the knot. And yeah, she was just very upset about it. What was just crazy was they had a reception that was at a church, no dancing, no anything and I did all the formals all the portraits all the meat and potatoes of the day so to speak the only thing I wasn't there for was people sitting around at tables at the reception which mm-hmm. Corinne captured masterfully and Dustin yes. is this the whole story what do you mean this is the whole story is this the whole story Dustin yeah why am I, am I forgetting something
0: oh you're falling into a trap Dustin I can't believe you came down this Welcome to Steve's lair. You are now in the Steve trap zone? Damn it. Damn it. I thought I had something good and I don't, and I'm real sorry, everyone. But. <laughs> Welcome to my web, said Steve the spider to Dustin the fly. Oh. Dustin, did you leave one of the weddings before it was done? Yes. Did you inform them? ahead of time, that you would leave that wedding before it was done? No. What did you say when you left the wedding? Uh, Oh, I see you're getting nervous over there, Dustin. You swine a little (laughs) bit? Dustin. Dustin, don't turn... Don't turn off the... Dustin. Dustin, finish the conversation. Don't turn off your computer. Dustin? I told Corinne to tell them I wasn't feeling well. Because I, in all honesty...
1: Honesty wasn't feeling
0: well. Damn it. I thought I was going to trap you, but you remembered what you said last time you talked about this. <sighs> Man, it really, really felt like, really felt like you were walking into a classic trap where I get to catch you in a lie and call you out on lying to our listeners and nope. No lies here, buddy. Ah, <sighs> There it is. All honesty, all
1: the time. Well, I'm defeated, everyone. I just swatted that spider web down. (laughs) Uh, But no, I just had another uh, inquiry come in the other day and they were like, morning wedding, short, simple, sweet. We already booked that same day. And I was like, oh, should I take this?
0: Wait, this happened again now?
1: No, no. I mean, somebody inquired with us for a morning wedding on a day we already have a wedding. And for a split second, I... This is why you have an associate shooter now. I know that's why I ended up referring it out to her. But um I for a quick second I was like could I try and do t-? There's just a, a thrill to shooting two weddings in one day. <laughs> I don't know what it so is. Thrilling. You
0: know, it's even more
1: thrilling when the brides don't know you're shooting two weddings on the same day. <laughs> oh for certain. For certain, yeah. Steve. Uh
0: oh, doesn't What were you uh what were you sick with when you left early? I was having an allergic
1: reaction to whatever place dry cleaned my shirt.
0: Damn it. I really thought I could capture you right at the end, but nope. Nope. You remembered everything you said last time because it wasn't a lie. (laughs) This has been disappointing. This has been so disappointing. Oh man. I thought, thought everybody's going to get to see me, see me weave my machinations. I'm impressed though by your memory. (laughs) This has stuck with me, Dustin. You originally said on this very podcast that you'd only ever received one negative review and you didn't know why. It was from a random person on Facebook and as time has crept on, it's slowly come out. It wasn't a random person. It was the bride who you
1: spurned. Well, no, she left me like a four-star review, but I only have like one one one-star review.
0: She left you a four-star review and you called that a negative review?
1: Well, it was worse than that, but I redeemed myself. Oh, yes, yes, the redemption story—I forgot about that. A couple it, of you know canvases, mm-hmm. little you know free prints bolster yeah. things up. Yep.
0: <sighs> every every time we come back on this podcast, I wait for that moment when I could spring a trap on Dustin. Once again, he, he's nimbly got himself out of this one, Alicia. <laughs> get that wedding down from five hours to four you're gonna have a great day if you only work four hours your feet will not wear hurt your feet will not hurt nearly as bad it's gonna be fantastic take dustin's word for it just leave early say you had an allergic reaction to your clothes and leave your second shooter there you could even book a second wedding then
1: or get that five hour wedding up to ten but wait to do it on the wedding day
0: (laughs) I want to double the time I'll be gone. Um, I'm just going to call my babysitter and see if this works out after I pitched it to you. <laughs> well, I, so
1: that's why we tell the couple at the time they sign or not necessarily at the time they sign. Um, so what we tell them is when you book whatever package you book with, you can always increase your package. You can't decrease your package because we plan you know, our day and our month accordingly. And then when we do our final consult, you know, we go over the schedule for the wedding and we go through the timeline and we say, you know, just, you know, this looks tight. Are you sure you don't want to add any more time? Because if you do want to add more time on the wedding day, it is more expensive than if you add it now. And what I do, you know what I do, Steve? Mhm. I throw that babysitter under the bus because I say that babysitter. They charge (laughs) me more if I don't give
0: them a heads up on how long we're going to be gone. And who is that babysitter, though? It's your dad or Corinne's parents. Jeez. Exactly. (laughs) Free
1: babysitters. But they don't need to know that.
0: Dustin, you know, what I like to do when uh, Jen and I, because Jen and I will sometimes try to upsell a client on a few more hours if we think their wedding needs it, or if things are running late and we don't want to stay out of the kindness and goodwill of our heart, because well, I don't have any kindness or goodwill left in my heart. Jen does, but (laughs) so we will from time to time, try to sell them up on that sort of package. And what Jen doesn't know, and she keeps getting confused by it. Our clients always pay us in cash when we have to stay for an extra hour or two. And the thing is, I reach out to our clients the
1: dollar dance?
0: in advance and I just say, Hey, look, if you want to add extra hours and you will, you're going to need that money in cash. And then when they pay us the extra money, I immediately take that money and I throw it on the ground and I just roll around on it in front of them. And I say, you stupid idiots. Look at this. <laughs> look how rich I am. <laughs> and if they're lucky, I keep my clothes on.
1: Mm-hmm. That That's one idea. <laughs> Certainly a a idea. Maybe not the best idea, but a idea nonetheless.
0: It's an idea that inconsistently works. (laughs) But consistently you do. Try it. I do try it consistently. Darlene from the Random Facebook Groups, what would you do if you associate shot for another photographer six months ago? And they are ghosting you now. They haven't paid you. They haven't given your memory cards back. This just happened to my friend. They've been texting, but haven't called the other togger. This togger also did not tell the couple that they'd be dealing with an associate. The couple was pissed when they found out on the day of their wedding. On top of all this, the togger that hired my friend already blogged. And social shared the images, but didn't credit my friend for shooting. My friend's a little miffed that there was no credit given, but whatever. Whatevs. My friend is excited to forgive this Togger, but would like the memory cards and money. I'd like to
1: meet someone by the name of Togger. That seems like that could be a name.
0: The wonderful thing about Togger is Togger's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Hey, this is my son Tiger.
1: <laughs> no relation to a photographer, but
0: No relation to a springy tiger.
1: I feel like you gotta talk with like a little
0: southern draw if your name was Togger. I would hope so, Dustin. Steven. What should this person's friend do now that they're being ghosted? First of all, darling,
1: you always got to get paid up front, girl.
0: <clears throat> got to get that money,
1: money in the hand. I ain't, I ain't ever giving over no memory cards without getting a check in my hand. You know what I'm saying, darling? Got, you got to grease the palm before those cards hit the palm of the, uh, you
0: know, the other talker. Squeaky gear gets the grease. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You gotta speak up for yourself, Darlene.
1: What you could do, Darlene, though, you ask for that money one more time. If they don't say anything, you start blowing them up on the social. You open that social up and you say, Who took those photos? Those are awful. Just horrible. <laughs>
0: So you get on social media and you take a dump on your photos that <laughs> exactly. they posted. Exactly. This person is a terrible photographer.
1: Cuz what what are they going to say?
0: Darlene, those
1: are your photos. They can't. They can't double down on that. <laughs> or, Darlene, you really want to be ambitious. Send the client a bill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, that is a br- good way to never get hired to associate shoot ever again. And I Brad, love it. Bride and groom Smith. I uh, had so much fun
1: shooting your wedding. Unfortunately, um, the company that was supposed to pay the invoice did not, uh, which holds you then liable for my services. Um, here it is. Um, if you have any problems with that, please take that up with, you know, XYZ photography studios but yeah, here you go. Badoom, drop the mic.
0: Exit scene left. Mike has been dropped mm-hmm. by Dustin on this other That's Togger. Right. Blowing that Togger you just up. just took
1: Togger down to the river and
0: <coughs> capped his knees. When you say it with your weird accent, it almost sounds like Taggart. Hey, dear Taggart. Get on over here. Darlene, I would say, one, stay out of your friend's business, <laughs> right? What? Isn't that a song? Darlene,
1: Darlene, Isn't that, is that a song? No, that's not a song. What are you okay. doing right now? I don't know. This is what happens when you keep me up this late. <laughs> My brain just goes 50 million ways of crazy.
0: Darlene, 50 million ways. Darlene. I'm pretty sure that's a song. I feel like one tactic you could take would just be to jump on every single photo they post of yours and just say, that's a great photo. I took it. And just really put yourself out there. Now, that is going to be weird, and they are going to get the the hint very quickly that you're upset with them. But also, you were an associate shooter? Why? Who... Who's out there crediting their associate? Did you sign? Did this person sign a contract? Like, doesn't your associate shooter, do you have something in your contract saying that you will or will not credit them? What did your contract say with them? Uh
1: simply states that they will shoot said wedding on said date for whatever amount of time and they they relinquish copyright to us for said photos and... You know, that they'll use professional equipment, I think, is in there. I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a while because we've been using
0: the same associate for a couple of years. So Jen and I have a similar contract that we send out. But, I mean, we still end up crediting our associate shooters who work with us and our second shooters as well. Yeah, there's definitely nothing in there about
1: crediting. But when a bride inquires with us, I have full galleries from the associate that i've curated of weddings she's done that i send to them
0: mm-hmm. so jen and i have started for weddings that were shot by associate photographers or weddings i shot under her brand's name as opposed to under my brand's name uh, using the hashtag van elk Ass- associates van elk associates on Instagram, so we have like a we could just point people to the hashtag if we want. And now Ooh. that I said that out loud, anybody could flood that hashtag. <laughs> that was a terrible idea. Why
1: did I do that? I like but, to think I'm a, a venerable.
0: But we're trying to create a way to make it so that people who are looking at our stuff, if they were to look at the ridiculous list of hashtags we put on our photos, they would be able to see that, hey, this wasn't shot by, you know, the Jennifer Van Elk herself of Jennifer Van Elk photography. This was shot by somebody else. But does,
1: does, uh, does what? Does the Jennifer Van Elk really actually take the photos or is it all associates? at this point and she's just like the puppet master
0: so this last weekend we had a wedding and we had a crisis is that what I would want to call it we we had a crisis is the wrong word we had a scheduling snafu come up with our babysitter where they had to leave our house at a certain time and luckily we knew about this a few days in advance and so we were able to find a second shooter and so I left the wedding and then the second shooter arrived and shot the rest of the wedding out. And uh, so, so it's not always Jen and I, like <laughs> sometimes things come up. You've shot a wedding for us before when uh, our daughter was in the hospital and stuff. Like, you know, sometimes you got to make these uh, last minute decisions, gut checks. Mm-hmm. And It sucks. Especially because, like, the reception that I had to walk away from to go back to our children was, like, super cool.
1: (sighs) So the Lumineers sing a song called
0: Darlene. Have you literally been looking up the name? Oh, my gosh. I wonder if there's ever been a song written about this name.
1: I see you standing there in your favorite dress. I
0: like what you wear, oh Darlene, oh Darlene. Could you could you why, why why are you looking up random names to see if a band is ever saying about them? Could you possibly look up Kaylee? <laughs> that was quite the random name you just picked out. Why are you looking up random names? Maybe look into Eleanor Rigby. I don't know if you've heard that one. Oh, well and on. Are you just going to get stuck on stuff like
1: this? Jeez. Anyways, Dr. Mark Quinn, the medicine man, asked from our very own Facebook mm, group. No,
0: no, 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 no. Wind it well, back.
1: Yeah. Why? Why? You can't unwind the yo-yo once the yo-yo's
0: been yo-yoed, Stephen. Thanks for listening to another episode of the <sighs> Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us five star review where you say whether or not or six, we're consistently six. likable or inconsistently likable. If you want to connect, I think we're consistently lovable. If at least. you want to connect Dustin, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at wedding photo hangover or on Twitter at wed pick hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore Mc- Kibben! And if you want to connect with Steven
1: Van Elk, you can find him on Instagram at Steven Van Elk. I know, original, right?
0: I'm sorry, but fifth grade paddleball champ was already taken, okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I try to get in with the good names, but you can't always get them, man.
1: If you want to show Stephen some love, feel free Giroux. to, you know, forward him all of your favorite Republican websites. Oh, I hate email you so much. Lists.
0: If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this inconsistently liked podcast consistently maybe liked <laughs> we're really messing it up now inconsistently disliked podcast thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of, death. of
1: death that's right next that's right.
0: Sunday after you shoot another, shoot another wedding. wedding oh yes, David. spread the good word I'm spreading the good word to all the people out there. You know what? all uh, oh, the people, Steven. We we joked around about the India Earl thing earlier, but she did the entire list of podcasts that she mentioned was all things that her followers had written to her recommending. And we were recommended by several people to make that list, I assume. I assume it couldn't have been just one person. So couldn't have just been me. Thank you it just been me? so much to dustin mckibben and dustin and <laughs> number corinne one fan. number one listener <laughs> thank you so much to dustin underscore mckibben dustin and corinne big burrito creative and uh is, is that all your your usernames on instagram thank you to all three of them for recommending the wedding photo hangover i assume that wedding photo hangover also recommended wedding photo hangover. <laughs> it's a powerful pull it's a powerful pull we are we are super pleased as Punch. Uh, we're super pleased as Punch that uh, everybody punch. jumped on out there to rec- recommend our 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 good good podcast about uh, Dustin, the master of photography, in Fort Wayne, we're just,
1: and, uh, we're just two small town boys here in Cornfield, Indiana, just yeah. spreading
0: the good word, my friends. Just my best friend Dustin and me, Steve, little Dick Van alk fifth grade paddleball champ, just working it hard. You know what I'm talking about. I
1: wish that was really
0: your middle name. My my middle name is Richard for my Uncle Dick. So, really?
1: My middle name How is did I not- Dick. <laughs> How did I not know this?
0: What's up? It's me, Steve Dick. Fan out. But Little Dick sounds better. Yeah, it's, that's why I say that. It's, it's more fun for me. You came up with Redwood
1: Lane for your studio name when you had little deck little dick (laughs) in your back
0: pocket. (laughs) Little deck in my back pocket. uh, You don't want a big deck all the time in your backyard. A little deck will do it. Gets the job uh, done if it's just right. Who
1: shot your guys' way we Little Deck that guy out of Noblesville? Little Dick
0: Photography. Little Dick Van Elk, to be more specific. Yeah, well, he wasn't a big dick. He was just a little dick to us, you know? And uh, we can handle a little dick. When somebody's (laughs) a big dick, though, that's just a little too much. Uh, His tagline is, it's not the
1: size that matters. It's how you use it. And let me tell you, he used it.
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Dustin, you didn't want to tell everybody about your new, new house?
1: Uh, It's a house. It's new. We're in it. I can finally stop stressing and start focusing on the other millions of things like this podcast and my social media and all these other
0: jobs I have floating in the air and the atmosphere. So for listeners out there, I am looking at Dustin right now while he is recording. He is recording in his podcasting office. Um, it's hard to see Dustin though. There's a lot of steam because directly behind Dustin it's all directly behind dustin is all just water um he actually had a giant hot tub floor put in to his office and he has to uh walk through the hot tub to get to his computer
1: that's true it's, it's an it's an aquatic office we wanted to uh, be the first podcast ever podcast underwater Mm -hmm. so I'm still working on all the kinks on my end once I get it figured out then Steven uh, will join me in this venture of being the first fully submerged podcast
0: you know Steve Little Dick Van Elk is kinky enough for both of us but I I support you and what you're doing and I would never shame you for this that's that's what I'm here for yeah my biggest inconsistent cheerleader Mm. you know you know you're and littlest inconsistent cheerleader, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> i take it. This is a podcast all about the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Someday, the great Stephen
1: Van Elk will venture to this new house oh, the, of mine. Did
0: that bourbon make it to, to your house? or
1: Break open this cast of great Indiana beer that I purchased uh, a while ago. Uh, funny story, while I'm thinking about beer... Uh, so I was moving the last of a few boxes, uh, this weekend. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> yeah. yep. Oh, that was the now. funniest thing I've ever heard. I can't stop laughing. Oh. You know, right? That's not the story. So <laughs> that was a was... short story, but a real funny one. Oh man.
1: <laughs> so I was cleaning out, um, what
0: used to be, <laughs> I'm
1: taking a screenshot of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm dying over here I'm going to wake Jen up She's going to murder me
1: So I was cleaning out the um, the Tupperware container That used to hold our dog food In it And I was moving it into The van I was like God this is so heavy Does this still have dog food in it? I opened it up and the entire thing Is full of Great Lakes Christmas Ale From God knows how long ago <laughs> So I Because I bought it by the buttload back when I really, really loved that stuff. And I remember thinking one year, man, I thought I bought a bunch of this and I don't know. I must've drank it faster than I thought. Now I know where it went. It was in the dog food container.
0: (laughs) But the truth is your dogs are just getting drunk.
1: (laughs) It's like one of those like big, like industrial Tupperware with like the folding flap type thing. And yeah, I had like,
0: Maybe four or six packs in it. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, I that w- that was actually a pretty funny story. I'm I'm disappointed me, me, in myself for what I did well, at the beginning of it. I was uh you know, I was kinda being a little dick there to you, and I'm sorry about that.
1: Well, you are
0: little Dick Van Elk. But needless to say, that
1: beer is now in my refrigerator and I need Steven to tell me whether or not I can drink it.
0: Uh, is Charlie it's gonna have probably... a birthday party? Charlie gonna have a are we invited to Charlie's birthday party? Is it at the new house? Uh, I don't know. You were invited you to Max's. Get...
1: You didn't show up. So
0: I don't know. Charlie might take that
1: as a slight, even though, you know, it didn't come to her brother's. You didn't come to her brother's
0: birthday. You know, can I tell you a story about that? So I told you... I told you I could not commit to coming to Max's party because it's the same weekend as the funeral. And we had some family staying at our house that weekend who were um, coming into town for the funeral. And Mm -hmm. so I said that to you. And then like the night Mm -hmm. before, I was like, I was found out like, oh, they're actually going to leave tonight. And I I felt really terrible because I was Mm -hmm. like, we could have made it, you know. Sure. Then that same night, Jen left because she had to go do an engagement shoot or something. And then uh, the family members who were staying with us left because they wanted to go shopping or something. I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. the, the the key thing here is they left their kids at the house with me. I saw that. I saw that fo- that photo. I and was like, Who in
1: their right mind leaves their children with Steven?
0: And, and, and then here's the thing. Nobody said to me, "Can we can we all leave the house, all of the adults, <laughs> and leave all the children here with Steve?" Nobody said that to me in advance. Um, which I would be totally fine with. I love kids. I love hanging out. Um, you know, we just stick some jelly beans up our noses and we're all good. You know, we're eating popcorn, we're having fun. But so I'm left Or, or home. put iPads in front of yeah. all of them. <laughs> that did <laughs> end up happening at one point in time. Uh, so I'm left home alone with all of the kids, children. And then while I'm home alone, I get a text from Jen. Oh, Hey, my family is, uh th- they're going to go out with some of their friends since they're in town And they're going to spend the night. So then, (laughs) at their friend's place. So I am then stuck at my house with all of all of the kids, my kids, their kids, you know, all of the kids. There's only four. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. But it was just one of those interesting situations where I went from I'm going to have a day to work on getting this next episode of the podcast out. You know, doing stuff around the house, whatever. To I'm going to spend my entire day keeping four children from fighting with each other all of the time, micromanaging their lives. Mm -hmm. And it all happened in a flash.
1: My my cousins have done that uh, before to my parents, and I still laugh about it because I've never seen anything quite like it. They literally left, they came to town to visit, left their children with my parents, like just said, hey, we're going to run out for a bit. And left, and then they were gone the entire day. But what makes this even more amazing is their son had the flu. What? So he was vomiting everywhere.
0: And Sounds like your cousins really were, needed a break. And oh my gosh, your parents are saints for taking care of their children when that happened.
1: My parents still judge them for this. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh it was hilarious because they were like, "Oh, just give him some 7 Up or something, he'll be fine." And I'm my dad's like, "He's currently vomiting all over my carpet." <laughs> I'm
0: like, "Why don't you put him in the bathroom or something?" And yeah, that sounds well, that sounds like a real rough time for the kid and also a real rough time for the parents if they mm-hmm. had legitimately thought, "Oh, we had already figured this out ahead of time. They know we're going to be gone for however long." And, no, my parents Man. just thought they were going out for coffee and they just never came back. And I, Jen, sometimes after we get done shooting the weddings, like if her parents are watching her kids, not if my parents are, she'll be like, hey, let's stop someplace on the way home and get a beer. And I'm like, no, we have to be home. We told them we'd be home at this time. And she's like, I'll just call them and it'll be fine. And I'm like, we cannot do this. We, we have these set boundaries in place. We will be home at this time. You don't just call to extend the time because you want to hang out with me and then I think because about it I'm like oh man now I sound like a little dick don't I
1: yeah well I always get jealous of the ability for you and Jen uh to hang out after a wedding because we're the same way after a wedding we're like oh we gotta race home because we have like parents who are like super tired and want to get home and go to bed and they've been like chasing our children around all day and I'm like, but it would be nice to, like, grab a taco and a Corona or a
0: margarita and just
1: Go unwind
0: f- for a second. Go to Bakersfield on Mass Ave. Mm-hmm. Get some tacos there. Best tacos in all of Indiana. Short rib tacos. Oh. I took you to Hoppy Gnome, Stephen. Yeah, those tacos were okay, but Bakersfield on Mass Ave. Bakersfield on Mass Ave. Oh, that's the stuff, man. Really? Never <laughs> been. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next time. All right, we should really wrap this yep. thing up. Bye. Bye. The wonderful thing about Tiger is Tiger's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Wooey!